Hashtag Mad About Africa. Our interview is in the building. Bulelani Balabala is the CEO of Intercessor Arming Franchising IAF Brands, a 100% black-owned and township-based company that conceptualizes marketing strategies for various companies, producing marketing collateral and designs and produces innovative branding material. Bulelani, in simple English, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I reading here? He's here. How you doing, my guy? I'm good. Welcome. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the Fresh Breakfast. Yeah. In simple English, who are you? What do you do? So, uh, Bulelani Balabala, um, I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. Um, based, um, well, obviously, I grew up in the Tembisa area. Okay. So, the company itself is a printing and branding company. Yes, sir. So, we manufacture branding machinery, materials. We've got machinery in-house, mm-hmm. and we're based in the township. So, we've been now operating for the past 14 years. Sure. And, yeah, so ever since I was 16. Where were you born and raised? So I was born. I was born in a section in Tembisa called the Mkanza section, mm. raised by a single mother. Um, with I, th- I think yeah, and and I had an older brother. Sure. And I mean, it was a beautiful family. I always tell people that I come from a beautiful, beautiful poverty, mm. or rather, beautiful riches, right? Yes, yes. Because yes. I think it's 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 the beautiful things that contribute to the creativity behind the stuff that we do today. Yes. So you must also understand, fresh, that I mean, at the time when I started business, my highest grade was grade nine, so I don't have a grade above grade nine, right? So. I then feed my creativity from the beautiful spaces like being able to watch my mother or my grandmother being able to take a sack of oranges and to convert it into a bathing instrument, right? Yes. Being able to see as a bathing instrument, being yes. able to and, and I and, and I kinda think that we were the first creators of Financing a matapaway, you know, because we're able to take Amarama containers we've, into his we've always We've been creative. We've always done what we can with what we have. That's true. Why did you stop school in grade nine? So my mother decided it was a good idea for me to leave school in grade nine so that she could take me to an FET college because she was being rechanged at the time where she was working. Ah. So she then thought, you know what, you've got the minimum entry qualification. Let for me take FET. you to an FET college wow. so that when my money runs dry, you've got a qualification and hopefully it will finish. So I then became a high school dropout, got into an FET college. Did you understand her reasoning at the time? I didn't. Yeah. I, at, the, at that particular time in my life, I didn't understand it. Obviously, I felt the pressure of wanting to fit in. Mm. I mean, I wanted to go to a metric dance. I wanted to yes. be like everyone All the else. things that kids go through. That's yes. true. But my life was never normal, right? Yeah. I mean, I was the kid in primary school going to shoes, go, sorry, going to school with no shoes, with, the, with, with literally shoes that were torn. Torn shoes were a standard and a norm, right? Mm. But we got to a point where I couldn't afford shoes, mm. where it was a standard norm going to school with torn shirts and blah, yes. blah, blah. And there's something cool that my mother used to do I used to hate it then but I think as a grown up gentleman I love it now because it feeds into a great creative part of my life right yes. so she would cook up and let it simmer overnight in the morning when I opened up my lunch and she had sliced it up into square slices if it was slices of bread wow and whenever I'd go to school right I'd yeah. always eat it behind the media center because I didn't want anyone to see me right mm. yeah. and I remember on one inevitable day um, a group of my friends found me yeah. and I tried to hide his kaftinsa, my lunchtin, so, right? Mm. And they kind of pulled it from me. They opened yeah. it up. I, I was embarrassed at that moment. Yeah. But at the moment that they opened it up, they then started getting excited. I was thinking, what are you guys excited for? They yeah. said, we will gladly trade you our cheese and tomato sandwiches yes. if you bring this. Yes. Then I then understood at that point. At that point, I then thought, okay, cool. So you trade me off this. I'll gladly eat your cheese any day. Yes, yes, but yes. the thing for me was to then say, 
Today, when I look back at it, mm. it's that struggle and it's that pain that has made me to become the individual that I am today. Yes, yes, yes. It's those beautiful spaces mm. where our, we kind of looked at it as our parents doing nothing, but they were kind of showing us registries and elements of creative. We didn't get it. We didn't yeah. understand it. Yes. Yeah. And what happens is that it then flies over you. Because yeah. as you grow into your adulthood, then you meet people wearing name brand clothing and they're wearing this and you get so caught up in the riffraff of getting and getting and getting that you forget the essential principles yes. that can help you get to where you need to go. Mm. So I think, so when people talk about the fact that they're mm. self-made, I don't know what self-made is. Yeah. I mean, 14 years down the line, having a business that employs 14 permanent staff members and we're in the township really to make a statement, right? And mm. it was sparked yeah. by an advert that I saw. I mean, for for the first seven years of business, I wanted to move to a Santon and a Rosebank. Yeah. Yeah. Up until I understood that 40, 50 years ago, Santon was just a bush and today it's the richest square mile. Yeah. Meaning that you can build your richest square mile. Yes. We've got beautiful, amazing young kids in the mm. township mm. that have got crazy, great dreams, right? Yes. But they're breaking their backs every day for a corner office in Santon. Yes. But here's the thing about money, though, mm. right? And success. It's not mm. a respecter of where you come from mm. and what you have and resources. It's a respecter of one simple thing. Yes. It's a respecter of principle and that principle is hard work mm. and we watched our mothers waking up at 3 a.m walking mm. to trains getting to a train getting to where they need to go without fear of being raped and even if they had that fear they harbored it very well coming back at 8 p.m yes. then why am i lounging and waking up at 10 and 10 a.m when i even when i haven't even pressed and reached yeah. the mark my nigga. So you're 16. Your mother is about to be retrenched and she figures i don't know that i can afford to send this child to school so let me rather have him at grade nine drop out of high school and yeah. go to an FET college. Yes. How did she convince you? Or were you forced? Were you screaming and kicking when you get there? No, I was screaming and kicking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to go there. I yeah. was screaming and kicking, but I mean I guess there was no choice. Sure. So I went there, my my I think my eldest cousin took mm. me there and I enrolled. Yeah. And the money ran dry halfway into the whole thing. Jeez, bro. And yeah. So and then I think I spent about two years mm. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, at this stage, what's mama doing? So at this stage, my mom is just trying out different things. Sure. Right? No permanent job, mm. you know, finding peace jobs. Trying where, to put food on the table. Yeah, just trying yeah. to put food on the table, yeah. you know. And she really pushed as much as she possibly could. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, in that two years, I mean, I was sitting, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then, bam, one day I saw a friend of mine coming back from school with a branded T-shirt. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, wow, this is so cool, man. Yeah. This is so intriguing. Yeah. Branded T-shirt. in a Kamalaka's got your name. I'm like, oh, my goodness. What the did you do? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Joe, how'd you do this? I've never seen a branded T-shirt before, you yeah. know? Um, so I kind of asked him about it. And then... Um, you know, he referred me to a friend of his who drove down, who lived, who lived, I think, in the in the Alexander area. I drove yeah. down, came, saw me. And then I think out of that, then I struck my first deal. So my first deal actually was 15,780. So I remember going there. It was, it was a high school called Rosefield High School, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to Rosefield High School. My friends were in varsity at the time, so they could sway the decision with regards to who created the metric jackets, right? Yes. Yeah. So I remember going there with my pink shirt, my formal trousers, and those pointy sharp shoes. Because yes. the previous year I had accompanied my cousin to her metric dance. Sure. So I go into the school, and that time I've got that V3 Motorola uh, yes. cell phone pouch, but yes. no phone. Yeah. Oh, and I've okay. got a laptop back, but no laptop. 
because wow. my brother had a laptop back but no laptop so For I go image. in there. operate yeah. at the level yes. at which you'd like to be perceived yes. baba yes. I go in yeah. I go in there she says to me hi um, do you guys have experience I'm like yes ma'am we've been doing this thing for six years not even a registered company we've been doing this thing for six years I've got a branch in Cape Town a branch in, uh, in Joburg we can supply you we've got you whatever the long story short we kind of convinced them we got I got the deal I remember when I got the check yeah. the check was for 50% right yeah. so we're sitting in the office and she asked who should I make the check out to oh. I don't have a company yes. name, right I wrote yeah. some company name I then say ma'am you can write the check out to sorry you can write the check out to me yeah. because I'm having a low debacle with my accounting firm yes. and the banks are delaying payments for clients so we don't want your work to delay write yeah. it in my name right yeah. she writes it in my name I don't even have a personal bank account oh. I walk from Rosefield to Kempton Park which is a good 20-25 minutes I yeah. go to I think the Standard Bank then at the yeah. time I open up my first account at the Standard Bank Yeah. so the reason why I then kind of convinced her to open up in my account is that sometimes when my brother would send her through money he'd write it in my name and I'd go in cash so uh, I thought I was going to walk in and cash yeah. uh-huh. but now I had to open an account and I had no proof of residence or whatever but this great gentleman yeah. opened it up for me wow. long story short two months later we delivered everything and I walked away with 800 rand worth of profit because the guy who subcon- I subcontracted the work to subcontracted to the company Joburg was subcontracted <laughs> to the company in Cape Town <laughs> But that 800 was the most amount of money I had ever seen in my entire life. And you delivered? Yes. And I remember giving my mom 500 and she was like, are you doing drugs? <laughs> <laughs> We are drawn, ja. you know, she, she, was, she, she, didn't, she didn't know what to do and I was boiling. I mean, I had 300 hours, the man. Then I then thought, you know, from there, my business would take an upward trajectory. I mean, yeah. and it didn't, right? Mm. In and fact, hold that thought right there. Sure. Uh, we're going to find out how business didn't become what you thought it would be sure. and why you gave your mother more than half of your money. We're hanging out with businessman Bulelani Balabala. His story is so insa- insane. Uh, I think we've uh, done him an injustice having him in for just an hour. I apologize for the disrespect. <laughs> uh, we should have had a whole day with you. <laughs> <laughs> so your first gig, you pretty much convinced a school that you can print for them. Yeah. But you didn't have a business. You had nothing. Yes. Uh, you make, what, 800 rand profit? Yes. You give mama 500 rand. She yes. thinks, my son is selling drugs. Where does my <laughs> son get the money from? Yes. Why did you give your mom some of your money? Um, because I feel like my mom has held me down. Yeah. And my dream, you know, growing up and sleeping literally many nights with no food, right? Yeah. And growing up in a community where it was kind of like the more opulent area side of Tembisa, right? Yep. Where there were doctors and nurses and, you know, they were making money, you know, sure. and policemen. So my mother was a single mother and I just watched her being ridiculed, right, in and around the community. I mean, she's a single mother. Mm. There's never electricity. The house sure. is looking shabby. It's looking terrible. Mm. So for me, I've always carried that pain and that burden to then say, you know, everyone around me must just be comfortable. You yes. Know? So I think with that first 500, I just wanted to say, hey, yo, there's more coming. Yes. Uh, it took seven years for that more to come. Frustratingly so. Because you've done everything. Like internet cafe, yeah. school transport at some stage. Yes. Uh, you were running out of petrol, yeah. pouring with 20 rand. Yes. 
talk to us about those days so, when you were still finding yourself. So, so I think for us, I mean, so at the moment when I decided to open up the internet cafe, we're making five rand, right? We made five rand. We're making. We started first day. We made five rand. I thought the trajectory would grow, right? Yeah. We make six rand, seven rand. It didn't. It went two rand, two rand fifty, wow. one rand, and then it fuzzled like that for the first six years. So for the first six years, I was making anything between one hundred and eighty to about three hundred and eighty rand per month yeah. on a two thousand, three thousand rand deficit because I was fixated with giving my clients a service. Yes. I subscribed to internet and you must understand one thing. When I decided to open up this shop or this internet cafe, there was no internet. So the the the, 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 the one of the biggest um, in, uh, thing ADSL or internet service providers in the country told us they don't have infrastructure in the township and we had to wait two years. Wow. So now I'm an internet cafe that has no internet and we do, we're a cafe but has no coffee yes, or any yes, lounging yes, space. Yes. But we're kind of pushing, right? And so every day I'd wake up in the morning, I'd always say, you know, people are coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west, right? People are walking and they're flying and they're swimming in. I yes. didn't understand what I was saying then, but I do it each and every day. Yeah. And I guess for me today, when I look back at it, right, and we've done uh, stuff that people kind of look at and like, oh, wow, you know, it's success. It looks like success to them. But I kind of look at it as an overnight 14-year success. Mm. Because for me, I think what kept me going really is... The question of, you know, how bad do you want it, you know, mm. and what drives you? And the answer to that question, because one of the things I always say fresh is simply this. No one was born to stand on the sidelines and watch other people walk up and down the red carpets of life, but everyone mm. was born to participate. Yes. And I had made up in my mind at some point, to if not me, then who? Mm. And if not now, then when? Yes. And I then made up also in my mind to then say that, yeah. because why mele sure. and I What's then, so special about them? What's so special about them? Because yeah. I've got this thing as well. They're breathing the same air as me. What is the fact that I don't have a qualification, well, I'm going to push and I'm yes. going to push to get it. And yes. I got it. I got and I got it. I mean, I got my degree in entrepreneurship, right? Yes. But I think for me, it was those days I was waking up early in the morning mm. is what you call sacrifice when yeah. there was no money mm. and I was pushing. Mm. So today I'm able to run this corporate, right? So in this company and we're able to create employment when we're running a profitable organization, right? Mm. But for me now, the beautiful story is that we're running this thing in the township. Mm. So now it's deliberate. And yes. that's the thing about success, right? It's deliberate moves. It's those hours and it's that time where it's that hours, those hours and it's that time where no one is around. I always say this again. Mm. In the next five years, Fish, we'll see who was just tweeting or who was really putting in the work. Because yes. you know what the thing about life is? The numbers don't lie. It's the yes. work that you put in. Mm. And I think that, and you know, when I look back at my life, I mean, we used to share underwears with my brother. I didn't understand it. So when my brother was done with clothes, he'd kind of hand them down yes. to me. And that's, yeah, that's kind of how things rolled, right? And I'd go to a household where they had like three or four or six of those TVs. And I think for me when i look back at that stuff it then says to me that you know those are the building blocks that help you get to where you are oftentimes we kind of look at where we come from and then we think in order for me to start i need to know a bulelani i need to know a fresh i need to know whoever i need to know need english to plug, they need to i need to know english and i need to plug them in no one needs to plug you no one needs to plug you in you need to plug you in yeah. it's all about you believing you in your own dreams at the end of the day mm. do you believe them do you do, do you believe them and are you willing to put yourself on the mark to go against the grain each and every day and chase your and make sure that you go out there and you get them. We're hanging out with a powerhouse. His name is Bulelani Balabala. Uh, yes, he talks, but that's what we love about this man. That's why we have him in here right now. How and when did you get it right? Because it's all good. So, You've had failed businesses. Yes. You've tanked quite a few. Yes. And maybe those were you know, the learnings you needed yes. to get to where you are right now. Yes. How did you get it right? 
Um, so in two thousand and in two thousand and twelve, yeah, um, I got incubated at one of the incubators. So this is a business development center. Sure. Um, at the time, I mean, in and even for me to even get the ukheres, because the minimum requirement was you making fifty thousand rand a month. I was making twenty. Yeah. And I found an application because I always thought. So how were you making that twenty at the time? Internet cafe, so ah, it's internet okay. cafe, odd jobs. Yeah. I mean, I was selling stationery packs, I was selling food packs. Yeah. I mean, with with us transporting school kids, I had gotten bought the license. My friend got the car. We had eight kids. We we're splitting a thousand two hundred rand a month, but had they all had to go back to petrol, so it was a futile exercise. So I think it was. So, so you're a classic example of I've got fifteen cents. How do I turn it into a rand? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I then think for me so so in that particular moment, right, in 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 in, in I think in my business, yeah. Um the turning point was learning now about critical things around systems, right? Systemizing your business process, how marketing works, right? How to scout out the right kind of talent for your company, how to manage your finances and all that stuff. So I think I then sucked in more than I think I think I sucked in a lot because I really wanted to grow and for me my plan A was to succeed, my plan B was to succeed. And for me the was no other option because yes. creating this the creating this great dream was the it for me right uh, 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 you know here's the thing right i mean the turn up has changed first the turn up is no longer showing up to clubs buying bottles of, of mm. whatever's mm. the turn up is no longer instagramming pictures and images of vehicle brands we know nothing about but the turn up for us as amazing black young black people or mm. or young black people that know that we've got the innate ability to create the turn up is you sketched instagramming pictures of sketches of your own designs of your own hair Yes. Your own gumete hair, your own lamini hair, yes. your own lamini headsets that you're gonna engineer and you're gonna create. Mm. The next set of billionaires is gonna come from the township, right? Mm. They're was rather from Africa and mm. South Africa, right? But if we do not actively participate, then we just then become people that stand on the sidelines mm. and watch these monies transact in and around us, but we don't participate in there. Mm. But everyone is given a deposit. I mean, in the clip that you played earlier on from I mean Khrotman, who's done extremely well and inspired me, WHP, he speaks about, you know, I really Realize that I've got a deposit, and I've got, and I'm gonna start putting it out there, and I'm not gonna limit myself anymore, or live my, or live my life in such a way that I narrate it according to what people want. Mm-hmm. But and I'm not gonna be get caught up in the Abantubazotini syndrome. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna put myself out there, and mm-hmm. if people shoot you down, it's okay. They have to shoot you down. Mm-hmm. Here's here's the thing, bro. People are always gonna sleep on you. Let them sleep on you. The worst mm-hmm. thing to do is when you sleep on yourself. Sure. People are gonna always speak against you. The worst thing you could do is for you to speak against you. There's already enough people that are gonna do that for you you just need to focus on building yourself and building your brand and building your organization so i look at the company today and i'm and i'm very happy i'm happy Mm. that we've got 12 people that are able to take food back home to their to their families i'm happy to then say that you know we're in the township but i mean our clients are national yeah. Our clients are large organizations. Our clients, we've got clients in Zimbabwe. We've got mm. clients in Nigeria. Mm. I'm happy to then say that, and and I think it then testament to then say that though we are township by location, or we are South Africa, we are Mamelodi, we are Kailicha, we are Kukuletu, we are Harangua by location, or Tembisa, Alexander, or Soweto by location. Mm. Our ideas are global, sure. and you must never and ever and you must never ever underestimate yourself. But each and every day, it's it's the work that you put in. It's the building blocks, and I always say build in si- build in silence, mm. build in silence it's the time that you take into arch so what i then let, to let do, them think in overnight success yeah so as being bashanja and fresh yeah i used to i used to mac on girls on behalf of my friends right yeah. um but over the phone 
because mm. Mungbashang is long. Yeah. So this English that I speak, right? I I I was always studying the dictionary. Yeah. So I was reading a lot of books. I was studying the dictionary. Because Bengangfuna was a fat low boy yes. with a low self-esteem and the Bengbasab. But I think that then for me it spoke to the fact that you know if you work on something hard enough, you're gonna craft it. You're gonna craft it in such a way that it's gonna add value to mm. those around you, so that you are able to then build. So I think that the so I think that the narrative now needs to change, and the narrative really now is you working on you mm -hmm. and having an entrepreneurial mentality and, and being an entrepreneur for me is way bigger than operating your entrepreneurial creativity through a business but mm -hmm. entrepreneurship for me is a mindset mm -hmm. it's a mindset of positivity number one it's a mindset of opportunities but it's a mindset of an individual who's willing to enterprise wherever they are mm -hmm. I've seen people step on stages and say well I have a business and if you are working for someone you are useless you are not whatever mm -hmm. that's the most stupid thing you could ever say the reason for that is why then do we have someone who's making 500 grand a month and someone who's making 5 million in the same business space mm. in the same event business fields in the same business sector mm. it's purely because they're lacking an entrepreneurial mentality and mm. my thing really is if anyone has to take anything away from this interview today is that if you are at that garage and pouring that fuel at that engine garage pour it better than anyone mm. if you are if you are mopping the floor right wherever you're mopping the floor it's not the end of the world but that's the beginning of great things sure. have the CEO walk those floors and ask who who and ha have your work speak for you so well that when people see the craft in your work they mm. kind of question who did this yeah. because the last job you did is a CV and a resume for the next job that you're going to get at the end of the day. And you don't know who's watching. And you never know who's watching. They will shoot you down, guys. And if they're not shooting you down, maybe you're not flying high enough. That's true. Rest in peace, my brother. That was Double HP, 2nd of February on Famous Fresh Fridays on Metro FM. We're wrapping up our Mad About Africa interview. Bulelani Balabala is in the building. What's the name of your business? How do we support your business? My Perfect. Guy? So, <coughs> for, so so the branding company, it's IAF Brands. We kind of shortened it because intercessor and people think we're selling guns so you get people calling, do you guys sell bullets? No, we don't sell, we do branding. Yes. So it's iafbrands.co.za. I mean, if you've got any conference, any events that need branding, you call us up. Yes. And something exciting that I also work on is join us for tea so it's a non-profit organization that develops township entrepreneurs okay so it's been running now for the past four years so we host free workshops in townships across south africa so we've got a cool one coming up next month we've got gareth cliff who's who's, who's, who's jumped on and said yep. i'm gonna come to the township mm. um dj spoo is also coming through to tembi so a couple of guys you've got good people on board I've, I've, I've asked people to say i mean yes. let's come in share your skills and share mm. your knowledge so we're doing that in tembi so you could get more details on join us for tea .co.za mm -hmm. and let's develop as many entrepreneurs as possible and I guess what I always try and do is to always put out a clarion call to then say I mean if you're out there in different spaces and you feel and you've made it right open up at least an hour 30 minutes of your time sit up with sit down with these guys and just share 20 30 minutes so that they can mm -hmm. be successful mm -hmm. I would like to think that if it took me 14 years not necessarily to say that you're going to step onto the express lane mm -hmm. but I feel like the skills and some of the nuggets we're going to drop must at least take you five or six years sure What's the website for your branding company? So the website for my branding company, it's iafbrands.co.za. And uh, if you want to get more information about tea, you can go to tea, join us for tea.co.za. Or if you want to get more info on me, it's at Bulelani Bala on all platforms, bulelanibalabala.co.za. Yeah. My dog, fist bump. Yeah, like, literally, thank, like my, fist bump. Thank okay. you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. Get um, I'm going to drop Thank your you. mic for you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bulalani Balabala is about to leave the building. We are out of here, leaving you with the thought for today. They will shoot you down. Make no mistake. Don't take it personal.